0: What Would Jesus Buy? follows Reverend Billy and the Church of Stop Shopping Gospel Choir as they go on a cross-country mission to save Christmas from the apocalypse, the end of mankind from consumerism, overconsumption, and the fires of eternal debt. With us today is the director of What Would Jesus Buy, Rob Van Alcamada, and the director of the Church of Stop Shopping, and the artist wife of Reverend Billy, Savitri D. Savitri D. Rob Van Alkamada, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you Hello. for having us. How are you
0: guys doing today? Very well. Yeah, you must, must be very excited. Your film's about to come out, and I know you spent a lot of time and even went into intensive care to make this film. Huh?
1: Oh, yeah, we all got banged up a little bit on the road there. Yeah, yeah. That, that
0: was an amazing sequence, yeah. and I, I don't mean to jump right into the center of the film, but at one, okay. one point in time, the, the bus is hit by a, a semi.
1: Yeah, That's a fully loaded right. well, 18 in the wheeler. Middle of
2: winter is never a good idea. Wow, I don't recommend it. Don't go on the road in December, people.
1: <laughs> yeah, please drive carefully. And if you're a fully loaded semi truck, uh, assured clear distance is a plus.
3: <laughs> he just didn't see you. Was that? The, was that what happened? So, it was
1: a crowded road. Yeah, we got nailed from behind, yeah. and uh, everyone ultimately was okay, but banged up pretty bad yeah. and uh, shocked into our. Uh, present moment apocalypse yes. and uh, actually uh, really brought us all together in a great way.
0: Yeah, I uh, could tell that. The way it was even edited into the film uh, the, the song right afterwards, I think Back on the Road was it? Mm-hmm. it? It just sounded it really sounded like you you were almost inspired by the fact that uh,
2: Well, the choir's an intrepid group of people. I mean, honestly, they are they are among the bravest folks I've ever met and they are just so game to do anything. It was really for me as a as a, a leader of this group of people, you know, it's just so incredible that they just jumped right out of that accident and said, "We got to go now. We got to get back on the road."
0: Wow, Savitri, how did you how did you run into Reverend Billy?
2: I actually did literally run into him. <laughs> um, I used to run a theater in New York, and Billy lived on the fifth floor of the building, and we used to um, spend quite a bit of time in the elevator together. That's actually how we met. It was mm-hmm. it wasn't for several months uh, that I actually saw the show that he was working on, and I. Mm-hmm. You know, I came up in theater of a long history with performance, and um, I really felt like there was a tremendous opportunity there. It was, a, it was a great show, you know, great mm. idea, but it just needed some help.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the concept of Reverend Belay has always intrigued me. The first time I ever heard of it, I thought, this is wonderful because this is what really should be preached yeah. to the people of America. Did you did you get the same feeling when you met him? That I
2: did. This... I felt like there was something really nervy about it. I, I thought yeah. it was really outrageous. And I didn't quite understand it. What I like about it is that it's sort of unstable. You never can quite figure out what it is and I, I still have that feeling about it. And uh-huh. I think that he, he created that character on a lot of impulse and intuition. He just sort of went for it and it stays really bold.
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah.
2: still shocking sometimes. I'm watching it and I go, "What am I what is he doing?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, well, Rob, how did you come to know Reverend Billy?
1: I was working on uh, any kind of short doc project that I could in the summer of 2004 with no budget and uh, not much time while shooting mostly reality TV and uh, looking for something less demoralizing (laughs) and started working on something involving the Republican National Convention coming to New York. And uh, so I started associating with a lot of uh, protest groups as as well as political action committees and uh, the whole gamut ended up somehow getting credentials for both conventions. But consistently would bump into the church to stop shopping, doing uh, cash register exorcisms or singing in a. Kind of a soundbite march down the street, or uh, uh, officiating illegal weddings in Central Park, and uh, that became a bit of a spiritual uh, renewal when I would come across them. And uh, eventually, we just uh, felt a bit drawn together, and uh, I ended up being invited on a 10-day tour across California, the Stop Big Boxes tour of 2004, which lives on in infamy in a short film called Preacher with an Unknown God, which ended up at Sundance, got an award there. And yeah. uh, but by, by that time, I was already helping uh, working on the feature, Morgan's Burlock the producer, and uh, Savatry and Reverend Billy. It was a very... Uh very collective effort.
3: He, Morgan got involved with the short film, or he got involved It just... Uh, it I
1: think at the same, same time thing. I was working on that short, Savitri, were you already talking with Morgan, or you were... Yeah, been... I
2: mean, Morgan had seen Billy perform in the East Village. They both lived uh, in, in that area, and uh, another uh, person we had worked with, Peter Hutchison, uh, ran into Morgan, and in it was a very neighborhood thing, ran into Morgan in a bar and said, I've been working on this thing with Reverend Billy, and Morgan said, oh, let me look at some footage, and so they looked, and then um, we were working with Rob at that time on this short film and just felt the possibility of that collaboration I just felt really good about working with Rob you know it's, it's hard to find people that you actually want to spend that much time with you know
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: you know so we felt great about Rob and, and the work he did on that short is just so it's still like one of my favorite documents of artwork it's just a mm-hmm. beautiful short film about a trip in California and a, a beautiful portrait of America and we were psyched to work with Rob
3: if our listeners wanted to find that obviously it's not a theatrical release where, where would they go about finding that. Well, it's
1: attached to a CD by the Church of Stop Shopping, Sabotry, oh, or th- Is that okay. available yeah, anymore? Yeah, correct. You
2: can go to our website, RevBilly.com, and you can order it from us. It, it's a little bit, it's a slow process, not totally mechanized, but you will get it, and it's it's got also a CD and a great little book full of photographs and essays, and it's a good deal for 12 bucks.
0: My goodness. Let it, uh, me just it's, give a shout-out
1: to Seventh Art. Releasing was Releasing. brave enough to ask if they could distribute the Preacher film as well. So if you wanted to go to SeventhArt.com. Okay. Uh, can,
3: I, can I say this? It would make a great stocking stuffer.
1: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Even really, though the right. <laughs> CDs are still could, petroleum products. I couldn't
3: stop myself. Well, I want to remind our, our listeners that we're speaking with the director of What Would Jesus Buy, Rob Von Accelman. I'm oh, Uckerm- uh, sorry. I do I knew it's so I was gonna easier. do that. Alcomati, and-, and I know. And then also the choir director and collaborator and director of the and church. Director of the church. Savitri D. Uh, mm-hmm. and... now, now,
0: Savitri, you said that you provided, I think, some direction to Reverend Billy when you first met him. Yeah, he I
3: mean, to we be... work
2: very, very much in a sort of standard director-actor relationship. We work all the time. We rehearse. Uh, right.
0: What did you notice about him that needed the most work early on? I'm just kind of curious about that character. What, what needed to be reined in or, or made more of?
2: Well, you know, preaching is an incredible instrument, you know, and we call it the, the crack between singing and talking. It's finding the nuance of, of message delivery. Like, you know, Ultimately, when you're making a political statement, you have to deliver meaning. The instrument can overwhelm the meaning. So yep. for me, it's just a matter of, of harnessing the instrument to deliver the message as clearly as possible. And so with Billy, you know, he has plenty of energy and his tremendous range. He has all the problems you want a performer to have, so you, it's just about shaping it.
3: It's such a high-wire act that he mm-hmm. is he involved in. You have something serious to say such a fine line between what we have come to associate traditional preaching with Mm -hmm. and and the the message is just slightly askew from what we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. so you turn your head what did he just say and and tremendous energy and with no small assist from the choir i think the choir really really sells it in terms of pulling the whole thing together so i think
2: that we ride a line between irony and sincerity and i guess that's the hardest thing is you know we We're making a joke all the time about right-wing preachers, you know. Um, But we take it all very seriously, and in a sense, we have created a faith. You know, all these people in the choir, you know, they mean it. It's not like we're just acting like we mean it. We actually mean what we're saying. So there's a really interesting performance line there.
1: It's also very surprising to us uh, how well-received the film has been from across the political and religious spectrum. We actually just got a shout-out from American Family Association a few days ago. The president, Tim Wildman, loves the film. Uh, We've had self-proclaimed raving atheists uh, loving the film and not uh, (laughs) feeling burdened by its heavy uh, theology.
3: Did you get some underwriting from Focus on Family? No, not,
1: oh, underwriting, not underwriting, but <laughs> they were our buddies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they were your buddies. Okay, I wasn't sure how that I, broke down. How that. do you mean buddies? Yeah, well, do. we
1: don't we don't discuss things that are going to break a conversation forever, and okay. we do discuss things that are uh, cherished by everyone. Like mm-hmm. uh, we want our kids to uh, to want to spend time with us more than uh, nag us All until right. we yeah. buy them the latest uh, gizmatron. I ended up just becoming friends with uh, Adam Holtz uh, at one of our. We did several festivals for the short film Preacher, and uh, then the feature, we went to a few Christian fests. And yeah, uh, yeah. we found common ground with folks that it's not always easy to find common ground with, and it's very Absolutely. encouraging that we're not going to be I mean, preaching to the choir. we're trying to, the to
2: reach across the divided yeah. country. You know, we, yeah. we have a lot in common, all of us, you know, and there's this tremendous amount of polarity the last ten years. And... You know, it's really keeping us from changing. It's keeping us from, from, making real progress in our culture. You know, I don't even mean politically, but just cultural change, yeah, like yeah. You know, these shopping issues or environmental issues. We have to get together on these things. So right. we'll we'll reach across those divides.
3: You're hitting on so many I- I things that are very important. This sort of mass hysteria when it comes to consumerism, targeting children, and just the. the, the, the I've got to say that one yeah. of the
0: most beautiful scenes in the film involves a child. In fact, it is the most beautiful scene in the film to me, the baptism there in, I think it's a Walmart parking lot. You can tell that uh, Reverend Billy was deeply moved by it. And, and oh, yeah, we
1: all were. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, and it,
0: it was just a, a great moment when the choir takes up the name of the child and is singing it, and you tell the father was was moved by it, and, and it just, I, I was thinking uh, to myself, I would love to have been baptized like that. <laughs>
2: Was we a bit perform of a... a lot of baptisms, and I have to tell you, there's nothing better than sitting in a room full of people and hoping for the best for a little kid, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's a great feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're speaking with uh, Ravan Alkamadi and... Savitri D of the film is "What Would Jesus Buy?" Why
3: don't we explain a little bit about the uh, the phrase "Chapocalypse"? Well, just, I guess that's the essence of what we're talking about here.
2: That's right. That's where shopping meets the apocalypse. It's the apocalypse, and you can just look out your window wherever you are and see it all around.
0: One of my favorite lines that Billy says is, "You don't need to buy a gift to give a gift."
2: We're encouraging people to to look around and and give the gifts you already have. If you're a parent. Spend time with your kids. You know, you don't have to spend that time in traffic going to buy the present. You can actually spend that time with your kid, and that those things really have a a much more nourishing effect on our families and our communities.
0: You've talked to a few people uh, in the interviews. Why are we so addicted to shopping?
1: I just personally think a lot of it has to do with the uh, shift over to consumer capitalism, where we, uh, I guess, around the mid-1800s, decided that we needed to convince people that they uh, needed what they wanted, not what they needed, and uh, pushed it farther and farther. Now we're looking at $15 a year at least uh, spent just marketing to our kids, where that's actually illegal in some enlightened countries. Uh, not that we're not enlightened in a lot of ways, but as far as uh, right. allowing our kids to get swallowed up by uh, by the commercials. Uh, I actually used to have commercial interruptions in my dreams. So these <laughs> memories are just coming back now for the, during this production. <laughs> is that true? Right. It is. It's really? true. True story.
3: Wow, I've I never you heard mean, of that. You phenomenon. mean dreams brought to you by Mattel toys? Or <laughs> I don't can, remember uh, the sponsors, yeah, 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 but yeah. I know they
1: were very crafty. I mean, they'd find an end there at a at a lull in the dream, and <laughs> the music would swell up. It was very inspiring. Oh, I
3: hope you were getting some residuals or some kind of a you know some sort of a, nice. some sort of back end deal here. <laughs> oh, um, I'd like to
0: apologize for all of Orange County, uh, yes. in, in, in that we we are the, the home of... Well, uh, the belly of the beast, yeah. really, here in oh, yeah. the Antichrist. Yes. Well, we forgive Mickey you Mouse. in advance. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that one moment in the film where you're walking through Disneyland, down Main Street, USA, preparing to intervene in the parade and preach to the crowds there about the Church of Stop Shopping. i got to might- tell
2: you, it was... It was a horrible feeling. I mean, first of all, we were starving. We forgot to eat breakfast. So we go in oh. there into Disneyland, and all you can eat there are, like, you know, chili dogs in the shape <laughs> of Mickey Mouse. You know, you're trying yeah. to chew, <laughs> gag down a, a hot dog bun that's shaped like Mickey Mouse's face, you know. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really an amazing, an amazing hour waiting to start that, that and, action there. Uh, Savitri, oh. you
1: did, uh, hardly even got in because they sold out by noon.
2: That's right. Oh, really? When we actually got, we were the last people in Billy and I, and when we got to the window, they said, sorry, the park is full. And I was like, oh, no, it isn't. (laughs) Oh, no, it isn't.
1: We have a church group in there. We have to meet them. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: I said, "Oh, we have friends from all over the country. We've been planning. No one even told us that this could possibly happen. What should I do? And, uh, of course, I'm surrounded by families that have brought their kids. They've been saving up for months to go. And she says, well, we could arrange for a season pass if you like. Oh, and, you know, a season pass costs, like, $400. Right,
3: right. But
2: we're standing there, and there's an entire crew inside and 40 singers, and we've been planning these moments for, you know, months. Yeah. So of course, we have to fork it over. We're paying the oh. you know, the per diem for the choir. We're like, just luckily, I had all that money for dinner that night. Well, c- <laughs> And uh, it was a bad feeling, but worse because there's all these families behind us who had saved up all year, and, of yeah. course they weren't allowed to go in so yeah. it's only full if you can't afford it you know yeah
3: <laughs> uh, oh, wow well it's quite a moment uh, a few minutes leading up to the gathering on main street that you guys uh, pulled off i just want to go back real quick to something that that uh, robin mentioned about you know we're talking about this consumerism and we've had guests on in the past to talk about some of these uh, these issues and it seems to be a consensus that that we've we've gone from a, a society where our economic system has met all of our needs, our basic needs, mm. of food, shelter, clothing, and such. And we moved into an era in which we needed, in order to maintain this animal, we needed to manufacture needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Which will
1: never be fully satisfied. Well,
3: of, of course. course, because you, there's, a constant desi- there's a constant need on the part of the economic system to manufacture more needs and more, more desires, yeah. if you will. And that seems to be where the thing sort of is broken down.
2: I would agree with you, and I mean, there are other reasons, of course, with gross economies for corporations. I mean, I think that what happened is that the corporation became the dominant force and not the needs of the people. Fifty or a hundred years ago, one in six people worked. You know what I mean? One person supported six people, and that was possible. So that's unimaginable in our culture today. And I I think that we kind of have, in a a way, it's a good problem that that we have so much abundance in this country. It's just that we don't deal with the problem properly. You know, there's so much stuff. We have to figure out a way to to say no to it. And, And that's a hard thing for an animal to do.
3: Well, this is an unsustainable model. Oh, man, wait, are we ever wait, wait, wait. In an
1: emergency? Wait. Three billion more people come into the planet right. in the next 40 years.
2: I was going to ask, right, about the the
0: editing on this. I think at one point I read that you had 900 hours of uh, footage. Oh, that got
1: out, huh? That's such an embarrassing <laughs> I think I confessed that first, actually, but now I'm paying for it. Yeah, yeah. 900 hours. Yeah, <laughs> well, true.
0: Was it tough for you? Did you see all of it and then uh, make it your way down from there? It was maddening.
1: She... I saw probably all of it, and uh, our editor, our heroic editor, Gavin Coleman, stuck right. with us and... Uh, Kept uh, kept his uh, courage up as the tapes kept piling in.
0: When you saw the, the, the 900 hours, was oh. it easy easy to pare that 900 do- hours down well enough? Oh, yeah, enough? yeah. We
1: just put it in a basket. We shook it, and the <laughs> very best score <choice> possible came <laughs> I'll out. I'll stop being sarcastic <laughs> with you. I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> New York. It's yeah, air, it's this is uh, film for uh, Yeah, it was tricky. God's... It was real tricky. And we, we went through so many cuts and always thinking about, how, you know, let's not preach to the choir, let's not uh, alienate folks from either extreme, uh, you know, let's yeah. tell a compelling, informative, entertaining message.
0: You did. It was nice editing all the way through. I mean, the oh, way thanks. you, you jump from explaining the problem and then to jump into the church and then back and forth, it, it worked really well. It's a, it's a fine movie.
1: Thanks so much. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard for me to tell, of course, sometimes, but uh, I'm, more often than not, it does feel like a pretty uh, compelling dance to me. That, yeah. uh, that I edit. think Which one was of the
2: things that Rob did a great job with is the diversity in the movie that you see all kinds of people from all over the country and yeah. all all races and all classes. And that's just so rare nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just don't see that very often. It
1: was a group effort that, that took some work and it uh, was so worth it.
0: I love the scene with the other Reverend Billy. The fellow that you run into yes, thats,
1: that's had a great uh, scene, yeah.
0: i especially like the carolers too. Can you tell me a little bit about that? the, the neighborhood you were in when you oh, were yeah, caroling—I
1: yeah. this... think Salvatore helped pick that neighborhood, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, we were trying to find a neighborhood that was over the top Christian, not Christian, uh, Christmas decorations, um, ah. and it, it's in a wealthier suburb in Iowa. And um, you know, we figured people would be home, and um, we just <laughs> wanted to sing these songs to them because it's, it's hard to reach that group of people, I mean, they were great. Those folks were so generous and, you know, they, many of them invited us in. You don't see us at all. We went to about nine or ten houses that night and we had cookies with some people and hot wow. chocolate with other people. And, um, <laughs> you and, and know, you it's had... funny to interact with people at their door. You know, yeah. it's a very personal, intimate thing to do and they, people yeah. were really wonderful to us.
3: You were going inside and, and sharing uh, cookies with them. Did that lead to any kind of a more in-depth sort of discussion or did we keep it kind of light? You no know,
2: I have to say that um, one-on-one, most people understand what we're talking about and actually feel it in a real way in yeah. their lives. There are very few people who don't feel overwhelmed by consumerism at this point. You know, yeah. there are people yeah. who will defend their brands that they love, especially things like Starbucks. And, also, you know, don't attack Starbucks. I love my Starbucks. But when you really start talking to people, very few people disagree that there's, the balance is completely off right now. Yeah. And yeah. we found that to be the case in those houses in Iowa for sure.
3: Yeah and and that's why I hope that millions of people go to see what would Jesus buy and I think that if they do when they do they're going to they're going to get it and and hopefully as uh, Reverend Billy might say stop shopping. Yeah. If you change okay. Christmas yeah. you can be so change the rest. we've
1: heard so many uh, actually changed families just from running the film festival circuit here that uh, I already feel like we've done some magic and uh, yeah if we can spread that that'll be a fantastic. Yeah, when Christmas. we showed it in
2: LA on Sunday a woman came out to me afterwards she said on my way here I bought a Gucci bag and on my way home I'm going to return it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask you, we're we're Bearing down on 30 days till Christmas, what does the uh, choir and Reverend Billy have in in store for the next few weeks?
2: Well, we're just reaching out to everyone we can, and uh, Buy Nothing Day, of course, the day after Thanksgiving. Some Uh people call it Black Friday. We call it Buy Nothing Day. Um, We'll be in New York City with the four supermodels of the Shapocalypse, And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, we're planning our usual shenanigans around Christmas, and and, uh, I think this year we'll pretty close to home. We're going down to Miami to work with the uh, Immokalee workers on their strike make... at Burger King, and yeah. uh, we'll be, you know, doing our regular thing. Okay. and uh, talking about the movie as much as we can. You're it, doing God's work.
3: You are doing God's work. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here on Film School. The, the film is What Would Jesus Buy? Rob Van Accomadee, sure. and Savitri D. Thank you so much for being here on Film School. You're, really uh, appreciate guys. it. You're day. great. You too. Thank, thank you. Changeluja. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: To learn more about film school, listen to more interviews or subscribe to our podcast. Visit our website at kuci.org/filmschool.